Hey, hey, it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. I hope you're all doing great. I hope you're all enjoying your day, enjoying the lessons learned through these challenging times and enjoying our show. I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate all the feedback. Thank you so much. Hey, Steph, what's going on? Hi, what's up? <laughs> you know, it's like you're you're at, you get at these pivotal points. Like it's, <laughs> you, you go through, I think you go through just about every emotion that you can possibly go through um, during these events. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. During these times, you just, you, you go through it. And uh, I, I get feedback from people and I listen and I experience it myself. And amongst the things that I'm experiencing definitely is, is the eagerness to get back at it and the clarity to know that the mantra of can't wait the things to get back to normal is mm-hmm. is diluted and and if anything poisonous because we tend to forget how much we hated normal <laughs> like we tend <laughs> to forget that the reason pages like mine are so popular is because normal wasn't doing it for people so i'm i'm excited to 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 get back at it and to f- let this situation and let these moments find me in a better place than i was when things were normal. And I hope that everyone out there is as well. I wonder if some people are now getting used to doing, you know, being at home, working from home, if it's going to be a a challenge for them to get up early in the morning and travel to work, if that's going to be. Yeah, because it's been long enough. So you do get Mm -hmm. used to it, whether you like it or not, you do get used to it. And then the reverse nostalgia, don't forget that what we call nostalgia and and those type of emotions and the things that call us back to things is really just your brain playing uh, playing a trick on you in the sense that it's built for efficiency. So just like when this just started, you wanted to go back to normal, right? Just Mm -hmm. you you want to go back to normal. When this is over, because it's been over a month for most places, um, you went through the, the amount of time required for a new habit and a new sense of normal so that when you do go back to work you're gonna say things like oh you know this it was nice however to just get up and go sit down with your pajamas still on like you'll you'll have that sense of nostalgia even though a week Mm -hmm. ago you hated it and couldn't wait for it to get back to quote-unquote normal (laughs) so that's just the human condition um so people are definitely getting used to it and and it'll take some getting used to going back to your old schedule and your old routine of travel it'll be different Mm -hmm. in the beginning it'll be kind of new and exciting in the sense that there'll be new the, the the day before all of this th- those days are over mm-hmm. so it'll be the new the new normal as far as society goes as far as travel goes as far as you know do we be are we will we become that culture that uh that now just some people a lot of people just wear masks now is it the mm-hmm. constant wipe down mask and gloves and you know, who knows? Who knows to what degree? I'm sure there'll be a sliding scale just like there is now of just about everybody. But it'll be interesting to see the new more normal. But it also uh, definitely people will have to get used to it and, and learn to to adjust. You know, again, we'll see our strength in this. And hopefully, like like me, most people will want to find their lives better. Uh, changed for sure, but better. Let's use this as an opportunity to progress and propel our life into a, a better direction, a direction closer to what makes us happy and effectively live our lives. Is it too soon to talk about personal accountability? Is it too soon to talk about 
not pointing the fingers at people. Uh, it's never too soon. <laughs> it's, it's never too soon for that, um, especially when it comes to changing your own life. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's never too soon because it's the only thing that can. Yeah, that's the that's the the good news and the bad news of personal accountability is that at the end of the day, you can point your finger in every direction you can do. You can name events. You could be the victim. There there are some victims that are legit. There are some victims that are totally like championship victims. There are some mm-hmm. victims that aggrandize their victimhood. There There's so many different things. But at the end of the day. Your reason your life stays the same is because you think everyone else is the problem. And that's a very impotent way of living. So at some point, you do stop point, pointing the fingers and you stop placing the blame on others. Because the reality is, like it or not, most people don't like it, but like it or not, <laughs> your life can only change to the degree that you accept responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's how you got there or believe it's how you got there or the situation you're in or whatever it is, it can only change to the degree that you accept responsibility for it and you accept your power to change it and your power to push it into a, into a different direction. That's that's the truth of it. Unfortunately, that's just the truth of it. It's that, yeah, I mean, it is that acceptance of sometimes I'm the issue. Like everywhere you go, if everywhere you go, there's a problem. <laughs> you're right. You're the problem. Because that's that's the thing with like self-love. We, we went through a very long period of self-love and personal, you know, what I call emotional self-defense and these mm-hmm. kind of things. But the reality of it is, is that sometimes self-love isn't poetic. Sometimes it is that that big triple backflip kick in the ass. Sometimes you've <laughs> got to call yourself on your own nonsense, on on the incredibly efficient way you can be self-destructive and that's that's the truth sometimes at the end of the day and i've learned this too many times in my own life that you can place blame and you can point fingers and you can do all of those things but in the end sometimes you're the asshole <laughs> there are some situations that i was the asshole and i was the one that i hurt somebody and i hurt situations and i whether it was my intention or not my intention sometimes you're the selfish one. Sometimes that happens and that's that's okay in the sense that you can accept that you're going to make mistakes in life, that you can uh, say you're sorry and change your behavior. Mm-hmm. That That's huge and it's a huge realization. I think that it's left out a lot when we talk about self-love. We talk mostly about forgiving others and forgiving situations and that kind of stuff and, and we tend to to soften the times that we maybe I didn't act right because of how badly they hurt me. And we always, we always add some sort of reasoning defense, but at the end of the day, there are times that you're the one in the wrong and you have to come to terms with that. And sometimes it's not poetic. Sometimes it's a kick in the ass and say, wow, I was so messed up. I can't believe I did that. Let me never do that again. So sorry. Let me fix what I can and let me, move on in a, in a, in a better way and not find myself ever doing that again. And that's, uh, yeah. So it's never too late to, to, to address personal accountability. Uh, because again, every single thing you want in your life, it's coming from that direction. It's Mm -hmm. it's going to be you or not. Right. And I, I find that when I accept myself, like 
I, I understand my faults and my behavior and things like that, that I am more understanding of other people. And, and you can and understand realize, that. Oh, because, you're too. Yeah, because, well, you see that they're that they are that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see that they're they are that in the sense that they they are the ones who who are just like you. And maybe they didn't respond well or behave well in those situations. But there are situations you didn't respond or behave well. And more importantly, you realize that it's not your most of the times that people wrong you or did something wrong to you, you realize upon further review that you weren't really even in the equation. They're kind of just mm-hmm. self-importance and it's almost like a, comes from like a narcissistic place instead of like a, a, a place that's designed to help you. You're not really even in the, in the equation. It's more just them worrying about themselves and you're one of the many casualties that happen in their own self-destructive nonsense. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is. It's, it's a great way to realize that everyone's on their journey. And, and I, I've learned to categorize people differently and to look at it differently because of it. And mm-hmm. in my own endeavor for emotional self-defense, in the sense where, where I can say, wait a second, like, um, if I, instead of analyzing why a person does something, just realize that they do that thing. You know, like instead mm. of analyzing why this person hurts me and say, oh, what did, what did they go through and what did they do? And, and then, you know, <laughs> taking that empathy hat on and uh-huh. and and where where you it's, it's like Stockholm syndrome where you actually feel empathy for your abuser mm-hmm. instead of putting that hat on and, and driving myself crazy to try to figure something out that they don't really even care about. Um I learned to say, I I don't know why that person hurts me and I have to just accept that they hurt me and then I can navigate my life accordingly. But when I don't accept that they're just a person who hurts me, that's Mm -hmm. when I keep getting hurt and I keep being surprised and I keep being heartbroken. Why? Because they're showing you for whatever reason that you probably won't figure out because they probably don't even know why Mm -hmm. uh, they're a person that hurts you. They're a situation that hurts you. So let me just simplify my life and instead of trying to analyze why people do what they do let me just recognize that it's what they do and let me keep away or navigate my life accordingly so you think that there has to be some sort of boundaries with your empathy well there doesn't have to be but if you want sanity and emotional health yes there has to be just like there doesn't have to be dietary restrictions and boundaries in your life. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be incredibly overweight, unhealthy and die of a heart attack, uh, if you don't want to do that, then yes, there has to be boundaries. Same thing with emotional indulgence. You know, you can if you don't have to uh, be have emotional self-defense. But if you don't just know you're going to die of that same heart attack. Hmm. You know, the people who are extra, they always say, oh, but but we see it in our, in our posts sometimes. If we have a post that something I said that's very kind of cut offy, you know, if you yeah. if, if I cut you out, you handed me the scissors, you know, one of those like type of things, you'll see that 99% of the people are like, yes, I needed this. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. I did this years ago. The best thing I ever did. But, but there's that 1% that write and they're like, yeah, but what if they need extra special what if they need this good good luck yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Good luck with that. Seems mm -hmm. to be working great for you. You know, I did okay. that same thing, but oh, let me, mm -hmm. let me, let me. And and it's like, I would let people stab me and then I'd, I'd clean up the bloody mess. Like, oh, are you, let mm -hmm. me clean up this mess while you figure out why you just stabbed me. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> and now I look back at it. I'm like, what am I, insane? But sometimes in those moments, what we call empathy, what we call love is actually, yes, it's, it's insanity dra draped in that. It's, it's the... It's the mindset of the abused that uh, wants to apologize to the abuser. Mm -hmm. Wow, I just learned something. That's really interesting, too. It's a, it's good to have empathy, but also have self self defense. Well, you have to self defense with your empathy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that healthy balance. We all care. If you don't have empathy, mm -hmm. if you don't care, then you're a sociopath. You yeah. know, it's like those, you see like the gurus and the motivational ar, ar, ar kind of guys that are like, no fear, you shouldn't fear anything, <laughs> just go in things straight face and never have fears or feelings and just let go of, you know, if you love someone and they hurt you, just stop loving them. And, you know, they give that kind of mm -hmm. bullshit advice, which you can't do. And if you can do it, side note, you're a sociopath. Yeah. You can't do that. Only sociopaths have no fear, no feeling, turn off your feelings. That's not a thing you should strive for. That's what makes you you. That's going to make you do great things, but it can also make you feel great pain. And so you have to have that emotional self-defense in order to live a healthy life, an emotionally healthy life. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you don't, the, the, the energy and spiritual vampires that are out there, if they, say, if they see that you have no limit to how much you'll bleed, then you're going to attract vampires. You know, oh, right. you're a target, you're a target. If you're, vampires. if you're like, look, I'm an endless pool of bleeding because I <laughs> have so much empathy. Who are uh -huh. you going to attract? You're going to attract vampires. Uh -huh. And so you have to be that limit. Like I'm a reasonable amount of blood for a vampire, a reasonable amount. It gets less and less every year, <laughs> like yeah. a reasonable amount of blood for a vampire. I'm not going to be a, a all-you-can-eat buffet for a vampire because then all I attract is vampires. So mm -hmm. you have to be smart about that. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. How's everything else looking over there? Are we doing good? Social media looks like it's buzzing. Yeah, it like, is. Those those months that that you send me those things, it's you know, hundred million people shared this, and like that's so crazy. If you think it's about so how far technology has come and what it's used for, like to, to know that like a, something I wrote when I was 25, you know, in, in a particular month of the year got seen by a hundred million people. That's just, I can't, doesn't even make sense to me. It's like that thing no. you, you posted, was it last week or this week? I don't remember, but it was um, the people who get tattoos. Yes. Like you understand that I'm a kid from Long Island, right? And like, I struggled my way through most of my life. And to know that my words and my struggles have reached people to, to impact so much that they, they tattoo my thoughts onto their bodies because they, they want it with them always, or it's a, such a pivotal point. Those words, that thought mm -hmm. that I had was such a pivotal point in their life that they want to, that to me, that's just, it's mind blowing. It's humbling. It's just, it's, it'll make me never want to stop. But at the same time, it's a, <laughs> it's, you know, 
again, and you, you, you put up like 10 pictures, but it's hundreds of people. We get hundreds of those and it's, yeah, we can only it's, allow it's, like 10. Yeah. It's just like uh, mind blowing and humbling is, is the words I'm going to use, but it's, it's mm -hmm. beyond that. Like it's like, cause I'm, I'm just me, you know, I, I'm just me. And to know that, to know that my, something I wrote and shared, you know, something that you, that you guys put made into a picture quote, um, mm -hmm. what, and reached the masses like that and, and impacted somebody so much that they want it permanently with them. To me, that's, that's what immortality is. You know, that's the, that someone, someone out there is going to reread my stuff. Like they reread Twain and, mm -hmm. and, and Emerson and Thoreau, and they'll have their favorite, you know, Maraboli quote just like yeah. I have my favorite Twain and Emerson Thoreau Plato Aristotle Socrates Jesus like all these my own favorite quotes and it's just uh it's incredible so thanks for putting that up because uh, that put a smile on my face I love you know me my favorite are the messages we get and what, what better message for the impact you've had on somebody than <laughs> a tattoo like that and some of them some of those pictures come with incredible stories um that that inspire you make you cry all of those things so thank you everybody who who does that and and who sends in those pictures really really appreciate it yeah it's a it's a moment of empowerment for them it's a moment it's a moment that they you know it, it, I, I think it's really cool they're not my words but <laughs> like it's it's really amazing to see so keep sending those in and it's cool because it is an empowerment thing and one one mm -hmm. person wrote and i i exchanged you know conversation with them and and i was like it's so i said the same thing like dude it blows my mind that that you'd want my words in your body so that you don't like ever forget them and he was like i first of all i don't need a tattoo to never forget them i had them printed on my body so that other people can read them Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, all right, tears. Thank you very much for that. Thanks a lot for that. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate that so much. We we put up a post of you, and it was an older picture of you, not too old, um, from we, you were on the, you're on, sorry, you were on your way to the city on the train, and you wrote, can't wait to hit NYC for some wine conversation mm -hmm. and laughs again. What's your favorite city? I want to visit. So we had hundreds of people answer. I love it. And you you didn't write what your favorite city was. So people were wondering, did were you implying that was New York City or if you had another one? Um the that is a great question and yeah, I would say that that my favorite moments are in New York City. So mm -hmm. I would say yeah. that that's my favorite city. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, well, when when I sent that writing was because I was I was in one of those moments, like, dude, when they let us back out, I'm going <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm like the the what's the what's the movie when he's visited by the Christmas ghosts. And Scrooge, like yeah, so, yeah, the, like yeah. the Scrooge story where where Christ, yeah. Christmas Carol, and so Christmas Carol, so we're like you're like that's it, it's a new me. I'm gonna be nice <laughs> and I'm gonna love Christmas. I'm having that, but like with quarantine, I'm like that's it. I know I'm famously antisocial. I know I'd go to bed at like eight p.m. Yeah. I know I'm no fun, but when this is over, I'm you're... gonna go everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna do. <laughs> 
these things, you know? <laughs> you know, so I started it, that came from one of those moments because I was thinking just before this happened, uh, just before this happened, just walking through Central Park on such a beautiful day, like I often do, um, when I'm in New York, when I'm home and, um, walking through Central Park and getting together with friends and just yeah. maybe two days before the shutdown. Right. And just getting together mm -hmm. and s sat at a table by the water in Central Park and just had wine and laughs yeah. and more wine mm -hmm. and more laughs <laughs> yep. and just, just a great day and just people watch and talk great mm -hmm. conversation and laugh our asses off and, get a little tipsy and then walk around, walk it off, walk around the park. <laughs> yep. Like, like that, uh, those are great moments, you know, talk about yeah. everything there is to talk about, laugh, laugh, laugh. And uh, those are great moments. So I just remembering that and how lucky I was to have that a couple of days before everything shut down, not knowing it's all going to shut down. And, and, um, mm. and then, so I think about that. I can't wait to go back in there. I can't wait to, to do that. You know, one of the things that has changed in the sense of, of um of my perspective of that is i know i get a little dramatic we're like tit i'm going to every party i'm going and, and i doubt that that's <laughs> no, true you're not <laughs> <laughs> i doubt Some that people. that's true and i doubt that i'm going to stay up past 10 p.m but yeah but i'm going to have amazing afternoons for sure um yeah. and uh and definitely will um meet i can't tell you how many people that i connect with that we say, hey, let's meet up for some cup, some coffee. Let's meet up mm -hmm. uh, and let's, you know, walk around Central Park. You know, so many friends I have in the city, so many people I know who are in the city and I'm there. And so it's like, hey, let's meet up. And it just doesn't happen. The schedules conflict and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'll be better at that this time around. I think that I'm exponentially more likely to meet you in the park for some coffee and conversation while walking um, and, and meet those people and meet with old friends and new friends and, and exponentially more likely to be like, Hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's grab a, a quick little vino next to the, <laughs> next to the lake, you know, that kind of stuff, something that I wouldn't yeah. have done before. I think that I'd be more inclined to do it. If even 10% more in, inclined to do it, uh, definitely still more inclined to do it. That's awesome. Did, um, is that the, is that the post that someone yelled at me? Yeah. I got yelled at. Out of out of like three hundred comments, there was one. <laughs> there was one that was like, "Why are you out? How dare you? I'm so disappointed with you. You're not in a mask. You're not in anything." Like, dude, just read the comments. Some people are super on edge. In fairness to them, yeah, they're super on edge, and somehow this virus has also turned like politically polarizing. Mm -hmm. So people are just looking to be mad at other people. So I did get yelled at for that post, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't recent and it wasn't, uh, no, it wasn't it. happening that day because my hair does not look like that right now. No. I feel like, no. I feel like I look like Slash from Guns N' Roses. Oh I, my gosh. <laughs> I know I don't, but compared to how my hair usually is, it's, it's, yeah. it's I'm used to getting, I get a haircut every week. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so I travel. People are always asking, like, your hair looks the same in every picture? Yeah. Well, because it's the same in every picture. I usually, yeah. I travel so much and so much of what I do is pictures. So mm -hmm. I get a haircut every week. Um, and so it's just, my hairstyle is pretty simple. I just keep the sides short. So this yeah. is the longest the sides have been. And it's only a couple of yep. inches, but I feel like <laughs> I'm Rapunzel. 
you know, (laughs) yeah, it's only a couple of inches, but it's, it's the longest. I want to say, I'm trying to think back. I want to say that it's the longest it's been since I was maybe in elementary school. Yeah, I would say, because I've seen pictures of you as a teenager and you had shorter hair on the sides. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I know as a teenager, like in high school, it was short. In the military, Mm -hmm. obviously, it stayed short. And I don't know that it ever got longer. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty confident this is as long as my hair has been since elementary school. (laughs) That's crazy. And in the beginning, I thought, oh, this is a good change. Maybe I'll let it I'll let it grow out a little bit. I'll uh-huh. comb all of it, not just the top of it. I'll comb uh-huh. all of it because it is, I have, I'm fortunate where like I have a lot of hair. So yeah. like, well, maybe I'll comb all of it and I'll have like a, a, a bigger hairstyle in that sense until it started growing. And now it's just like, I, I didn't realize how much having shorter hair on the sides, how much that was like air conditioning for my head, <laughs> like how, how much climate control that was. So now I feel like, and I know this is going to sound crazy to some people, but some people mm-hmm. are going to understand what I'm saying. I feel like my head's wearing a sweatshirt I can't take off. <laughs> <laughs> like you ever wearing a sweatshirt and it gets hot, so you just unzip it and take yeah. it off? Yeah. I feel like that. I just can't unzip it and take it off. Like oh, I just, no. Let me get a haircut, please. Oh, but, that's funny. So that's probably the first thing I'm going to do is get a, get a, a, yeah. a haircut to bring me back to that before mm-hmm. I go jogging or anything like that mm-hmm. i'll probably just get a better get a haircut but i'm glad that 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 posted well i want to visit yeah. every city i i want to travel this this i'll travel cautiously for sure but this won't stop mm-hmm. me from traveling i want to hit every city i want to do free advice in every city i want to uh do that um i love i love that stuff so i definitely want to do that and and um and so thank you for sending your cities in and uh, and I can't wait to have great experiences with all of you in those cities. Awesome. All right. So, oh, you know what? You wrote a new quote the other day, and it did really well. It was the, um, my friends know I'm a cannon. Oh, the, right, I'm, I'm a loose cannon? Can me read it to you? Did yeah, that yeah, go yeah. up finally? Yeah, you know it is. <laughs> I've explained it so much. I'm glad that you that you put it up because... I've explained that so much to so many people because I've been called, so I can be poetic, I can Mm -hmm. be romantic, I could be motivational, I could be inspirational, I could be reflective, I could be all those things, like all of us can, but my writing can reflect that. But when you're speaking with me, you see that, oh, this is a guy who's a writer, this is a guy who's been in the military, Um, I I kind of can be a little rough around the edges for some, and... Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always explained it that way where like, hey, listen, I'm I'm a guy that you you want around in certain situations and I might not be the guy you want. You know, that that thing that we post sometimes like there are people who you can't put on speakerphone sometimes <laughs> because you're not sure what they're going to say. I'm yeah. that guy. <laughs> I am that guy. So you you don't know when you answer. You don't know if you're going to get a. Uh, um, a, a nice, warm, cordial greeting, or or you're gonna get the me that's just feeling something different and gets a a different mm-hmm. greeting altogether. But so I always explain to myself that that yeah, I'm a cannon and and maybe a loose cannon at times. But so you don't necessarily want me to bring me to a china shop or an antique shop. Um, 
but you definitely want me next to you at every fucking war you're in. Because that's the guy I am. And so I'm glad that that went up. I've explained myself that way so many times. People appreciate people appreciate my shoot from the hip kind of attitude. I think they like yeah. that about my writing. But also when I'm at a black tie tuxedo charity event, sometimes I throw some people off. <laughs> sometimes because they're used to the little hoity-toity, hubby-bubby kind of yeah. tuxedo... You know, Thurston Howell the Third kind of shit, and I don't. Yeah. I don't care if I was a trillionaire; I would never act that way. I'm always going to be. Yeah. I'm always going to be my mom's son, and we're always going <laughs> to find something funny and say it. We're always going to point something out that's going to make everyone uncomfortable. I'm always going to have the too soon moments. I'm always going to yeah. be that guy. So maybe you don't want me in that tuxedo situation. Uh, but, but when, when push comes to shove and you need something real and you need something powerful and you need something impactful, I'm the only one you're going to want there. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm glad that went up. I'm glad that you all, uh, put that up. Great. All right. We're going to, we're going to do some questions. Yay. All right. Let's see here. Which one should we do? Okay, this is from Annette. She asks, do you have advice for those of us who are keen to improve our happiness but lack the kind of social support network many people take for granted, a loving family, a tight-knit circle of friends? Yeah, well, first, yes. And my answer is let go of the, the idea that you need that. So a lot of the ways that we sabotage our own happiness is that we build parameters that are impossible. We make unhealthy attachments to shit that isn't real. So that's where like we argue with reality, right? So if only I had this, then this. If only I had this, then that. That's great. And maybe that's true. But here's the thing. You don't have that. So as long as you keep focusing on the need for that, you've literally making a promise to yourself that you can't possibly achieve this level of happiness. And then when you realize that happiness is just, it's, it's a mindset more than a place that you reach, you start recognizing, okay, so I lack the kind of social support that many people take for granted. And that's okay. So you lack it. At least you have to, you could take that off your list. I'm not taking anything for granted. I don't really have those people around me. You start focusing on what happiness means to you to begin with. Right? So you take your focus away from the exterior and you bring it onto the interior. Before I wonder what my social support network for happiness is, let me first find out what I think happiness is. And then you will be absolutely shocked at how little of an idea you have of what happiness actually means for you and how undetailed and unspecific it is. And when you realize that, you'll be like, wow, I've been shooting arrows at a target that doesn't even exist. No wonder I'm not hitting it. I don't even know what that means. And so once you take your, your observation on what you don't have and what you don't feel you have to get to where you want to get, first you have to come to the realization, where is it that I want to get? Right? So we start checking the car, the gasoline. We start making sure all the tires are good. And that's all great, but you don't know where you're going yet. So let's first figure out where we're going, what we need. Right. So once you know what happiness is to you, then you have a better idea of what you might need. 
in my, I have an amazing circle of friends now. I have an amazing group of people around me now. Most of them couldn't help me with what I find to be happy anyway. And so until I realized who I am, what I am, and what it is that makes me happy, I can't possibly know how to use the people around me for that anyway. And once I truly understood what my own happiness was and what my own pursuit of it and journey with it would be, I realized that I love having an amazing group of friends around me, but also has nothing to do with my happiness, just has to do with my friends. And I love that. And, and friends are, are a family you get to choose. You know, if you, you think your family's, you're stuck with your family. And when you're a kid, it feels that way. But when you're an adult, you realize I, just because you're related to me doesn't mean we're family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's for family tree shit. As far as my life goes, I get to choose my family. They're called friends now. But I get to choose them and keep them close to me. She, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the Jennies of the world, you know, mm-hmm. Jenny and I aren't related, but she's my mm-hmm. family. Yeah. You know, th- those type of people in the, and, and who are in your world, you, you are not related to me, but you're my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You keep, you keep people who, who you inspire, empower and help each other up, um, and, and you, you do that. Like that's uh, my buddy, my buddy, Bill in Florida, um, you know, we chat here and there, we stay mm-hmm. connected, but again, so someone you meet later in life, not related, definitely you're my brother, you know, yeah. that, that kind of, that kind of stuff. So you, you find these moments where, where, uh, you take your power back and amongst this and that is taking your power back when it comes to happiness. When you say your question was, you want to improve your happiness, but you lack the kind of, just stop right there. When you say you want to improve happiness, but you lack, you're already lying to yourself. You don't lack anything. You take what you have and you build with that. You don't lack anything. You move in the direction of what first you think will make you happy. And it's along that journey that you start, it's that momentum that creates the door upon which opportunity knocks. So it's your momentum that puts people in that path. That's what happens. And so it's, it's, uh, it's that momentum towards what you define as your happiness that you'll be surprised. Number one, how little of anything outside of you you need. And number two, how quickly you'll attract people who are exactly what you need (laughs) once you're on that clear journey oh that was beautiful good luck in that i like that yeah me too i like that question stacy wants to know what's the biggest area of human behavior that you are curious about and why what are some of the things you are studying the most or find fascinating the most in human behavior that's that's a couple of questions. That's a couple of questions. I don't know. I I'm fascinated. I watch our whole lives, including myself. Like like I'm like I'm not. You ever see those memes of the guy leans back eating the popcorn? Like yeah. oh shit, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> like I watch yeah. most of like life like that, including my own. 
I'm fascinated by all aspects of human behavior, but as of late, as you've seen with my writing and actually, I'm not sure. Sometimes it's hard for me to see what I'm writing versus what, what you're posting. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. you might post yeah. something I wrote 20 years ago and then followed mm-hmm. by something I wrote two weeks ago. So, um, yeah. but with the current things that I'm writing that are more, uh, empowerment and, and, you know, emotional self-defense and that kind of stuff. I think what I find most fascinating about human behavior is how cyclical we are and how we do focus on the wrong thing, Stacy. So instance, for instance, like we, we get stabbed in the back by somebody and then we'll focus on the knife they used and we'll analyze it from every angle and the knife and then this is where they were and this is where on my back they stab me like we start, we start <laughs> analyzing all the wrong shit and we start we spend endless years in therapy sessions and poison all the new relationships bleeding on all the people who didn't cut us right we doing all that stuff and we never just realize like wait a second who cares where or how you stab me why am i not paying attention to the fact that you're a person who stabs me like, wait a second. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I'm telling these stories. We're like, and then they did this and then they did this. And then, mm-hmm. and this person's been stabbing you for five years and you're like, and then they use this knife and then this knife and then this place. And, then, <laughs> and you're like, wait, you keep talking about the knives and locations. They stabbed me here. They stabbed me. Like, but wait a second. This shit should have ended with, they stabbed me in the back. They are a person yeah. who stabs me. Let me never be in that position again. But Stacy, it's not. And sure as shit, we become addicted to the way people abuse us. So it's not, it gets even crazier, Stacy. At some point in our crazy fucking heads, we say, wait a minute, it's been a while. Why haven't they stabbed me? <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Now you're upset because they haven't stabbed. Like it is, we go from the uh, insane to the absolutely ludicrous. Mm -hmm. And we give endless chances. No, this time, stop or I'll stay, stop again. Stop or I'll say, stop again. And I find that fascinating because it just steals our time. It just does. And we'll spend years and therapy sessions and thousands of dollars learning ways to apologize to the people who abused us so that we can let go. And we almost want to comfort them that we're letting go. We almost want to say, hey, sorry, I'm not going to let you abuse me anymore. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's insane. But it's also the most common facet of human behavior. We will literally be crying about how unfit and unhealthy we are while we're eating the thing that got us there. We will drink ourselves to losing everything we have and we will toast to it with a drink. It's incredible to me and it is the most common human behavior and nobody talks about it because we're in this world of of experts and gurus and everyone acts perfect and you're mm-hmm. not perfect you got some fucking problems you know how i know that not because i'm psychic because i do and we all do and so 
I started recognizing Stacy. Yes, you see it in some of my older writing. You know, if they proclaim sainthood, the bigger the horns they're hiding. Cheaters Mm -hmm. often accuse you of cheating. Liars often accuse you of liars. Like that kind of stuff that I know you post stuff that that's popular. Those are like my older writings where I started recognizing like, wait a second. The, The priests did what? (laughs) <laughs> wait a second the 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 anti-gay people were gay mm-hmm. wait a second the you know and you start seeing all these behaviors and like huh what the 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 anti-theft people were stealing like wait mm-hmm. what what is this and so you start realizing these things and it's like uh, i why do i why am i starting a sentence with sorry when all I'm going to say is my opinion. Why am I sorry for my opinion? Why am I sorry to leave a relationship in which you weren't mean to me? Why Mm -hmm. am I losing sleep over leaving a relationship that you left a year ago? Why? Because it's a cycle of human behavior, and I find it fascinating that we get addicted to the way that some people abuse us, that we get addicted to the way that we abuse ourselves and that it becomes normal and that we are, we are conditioned in that sense where we will actually wonder why we're not being abused and what we did wrong to not be abused. It's insane, mm-hmm. but it is the human condition and I find it fascinating, which is why I spend my life really writing one or two short sentences on how to get people to pop out of that or to at least see it. So thanks for that Mm -hmm. question, Stacey. That was a good one. You wrote about, you wrote about some of these kinds of things like years ago. I want to say, I want to say it was about nine years ago. Some things, some things we know, but wish we didn't like you, you bring up the, we know what to do to lose weight and be healthy. You bring up that one a lot, but there's other things too. Like, you, well, we you go, know you can do more. We know that we can do more. And that's the thing. That's like the the idea of life is simple, but it's just not easy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that going along with what Stacy said, that is true. And it, it's, it's this human challenge of it being a challenge and recognizing that it's a challenge. You know, when we have these ideas of all you have to do is want it and the whole universe conspires in your favor. Yeah, that's how that works. Good <laughs> luck with that. Turns out. Turns out, hey, overweight people, turns out you didn't just, you didn't want to be healthy enough. You just didn't want it enough. I know you're crying and I know you're half suicidal mm-hmm. and I know you joined a gym with the little money you have and you didn't mm-hmm. go anyway and you're crying and even more suicidal, but turns out you just didn't want it enough so the universe didn't conspire. <laughs> what a fucking horrible thing to tell people. That's not true. Yeah. It's a lot more challenging than that. And we do... There are so many things we know that we wish we didn't. Almost everything that we ask advice for is things we know, but we wish we didn't. Hey, Steve, is this a red flag? Before you even tell me what you're about to tell me, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you know it. It's a huge fucking red flag, and you know it. Steve, is this a red flag that Mm -hmm. uh, he can only talk to me from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and only through apps, and on weekends he disappears? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's, it's almost like when people are like, uh, not to be racist, but, and you know that right. the most atrocious racist shit's about to come. Yeah. It's, 
It's the same thing when someone says, hey, is this a red flag? You know, the most atrocious red flag is like, oh, he had a hickey on his neck, but he said he fell and hit us, hit, hit it on the court. <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be the most atrocious nonsense that you can barely say out loud with a straight face. Yeah. And so, yes, advice is what we ask for when we already know the answer and wish we didn't. Mm -hmm. So we go through great lengths to avoid the truth of our reality. And a lot of that comes anesthetizing it with these these ideas and these mystical mm -hmm. ideas and these, oh, here's here's the secret of this and the secret of that. And here's the, the real way to do it and all that stuff. And, it, and it's just not the way it works. We know how to lose weight and to be healthy. We know it. It's just not easy. So we have to figure out a system to behaviorally move in that direction. We, we know that your system, how do I know that you're, what you're doing now doesn't work? Because you're unhappy. So you know what you're doing now doesn't work. So you know you have to do something different. And that's a shitty feeling because a lot of us don't like to do different things. We want to do the same. That's why they've been selling those magic diet pills in different form since I was a kid. And I'm sure before mm -hmm. then for other people. But you just see like if you just take this pill and do whatever. And and what happens is like, you'll just lose the weight. Eat what you're eating but lose the weight. You know that kind of stuff is just so crazy. And now they, they add other things to it. You ever see those commercials for the diet stuff? It's like, take this pill and they'll e either write it in small writing or say it really fast. And th there'll be a whole commercial for this pill. And then it'll be like, doctors say this pill, along with diet and exercise, helps people lose weight. And you're like, wait a second. You just said this pill along with diet. Putting a piece of paper on your head along with diet and exercise also helps you lose weight. Standing on one foot with one shoe on and, and have a glove on the other foot along with diet and exercise also help you lose weight. Like we could do that for all kinds of shit. So we, we have to recognize that, that we, the things that we know are true, but wish we weren't doesn't mean they're not mm -hmm. true. When you know that that person's behavior is super shady, just because we wish it wasn't true. Just because we're arguing with reality doesn't make it untrue. And you can choose not to look at it and then find ways to anesthetize. And what do those ways look like? Oh, I take yoga to deal with the stress of the fact that I know he's bullshitting me. I've learned not to tell. I've learned not to tell Judy because she's just negative. Judy's not negative. She's telling you the shit you know is wrong. <laughs> so you instead of dealing with that and and someone else pointing out these truths to you you just stop telling her <laughs> you just stop telling her so you know and, and one of the things again that we wish we, that is true that we wish we we wasn't true that and and i have the most trouble with this i think is that some people are aren't great some people don't, don't mean you well. Even if you don't feel like that's justified, even if you think you're good to them, even if they don't have a reason to, some people just don't mean you well for so many reasons. Some people don't, don't like you just because of the other way people love you. I, I don't know. Some people, your success hurts them. Your happiness hurts them. You don't know why. You don't know what's going on inside of them, but for some reason, they're just, they don't mean you well. And I have trouble with that one, but it's true. And they'll show you every single time. And, it, and if you finally have the fortitude and self-love and, and emotional self-defense techniques to mm -hmm. 
to free yourself from that situation, uh, that's that's a, a game changer. That wow. Yeah, there's it's, something. It's it's just embracing that truth, that personal accountability. You know, that's another one. Personal accountability yeah. that you brought up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's another one. One of the things that that we know are true, but wish we didn't, is that some of the stuff people say about you is true. And we don't like that. Some of the things people used to say about me made me so mad. And then at some point I'm like, fuck, they're, they're right. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're right. And I need to either accept this villainous thing about myself Mm -hmm. or I got to change it. Mm -hmm. And, And so, yeah, Steph, you're right. And, and, it's would you say I wrote that ten years ago? So yeah, I want to say it was about ten years ago. So yeah. look, look at that's a perfect example of what I'm telling you. Somebody mm-hmm. I was messaging with somebody uh, earlier today, and they said, "Hey, thank you so much. You know, I, you you posted this uh, right when I needed it." And we get those messages all the time, right? And mm-hmm. so I happened to see this one, and I answered voice memo. I answered and said, "Hey, listen, the, the, that's a message to me. <laughs> like I'm glad." <laughs> That you read it and needed it, but keep in mind, this is a message to me. I need this shit. Like yeah. I, I need it's a it's a reminder from young me to this version me that this shit's still true, and you I need this message now also. And so we have to remember. You said I wrote this ten years ago, so I, it's still stuff you still navigate through, and that even mm-hmm. you become aware of it, it still takes effort. I'm aware still to this day that if I want to be healthier, I got to watch what I eat and exercise. I'm not any less aware of it. If anything, I understand it even more now than before. But I still got to do it. And that's still the challenge. So um, all of this stays relevant. And anyone that tells you they have it all figured out, no, it's 100% always, rah, 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 they're full of shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, there you go. Moving on. <laughs> There's that. That was good. There's that. All right. Let's see. I think... All right, here's a fun one. This is from Robert. What podcast do you listen to? Um, I have I've listened to less podcasts lately, but not for any other reason than because I'm traveling less. Mm-hmm. So for me, my podcasts were on my way to the airport, in the airport, on the plane, uh, or in my car, on my way to the gym, like like on the train, like where it was usually traveling was mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, and so I'm doing so much less of that now that I'm, I'm behind on podcasts. But when I'm back to traveling again and go back to podcasts, uh, I listen to a bunch. I listen to some, some wondery ones. Uh, I like stories. Uh, so I listen to, uh, 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 and, and real story. I don't like fiction so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I like documentaries in that sense. So I listen to some Wondery podcasts. I listen to um, some MMA podcasts. Um, I, I listen to, uh, you know, Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast. I listen to um, uh, some science podcasts like uh not Lawrence Krauss. I used to listen to Lawrence Krauss's podcast, but I don't think he does it anymore. Uh, maybe he does. I, I just don't listen anymore, but I listen to Michael Shermer's podcast. 
Uh, I used to listen to Sam Harris's podcast, but but he, he, he it kind of took a different turn, so I don't listen to it as much. Uh, but I used to enjoy his podcast. I I have so many on my iPhone. I have so many debates, so I'll listen back to old Christopher Hitchens stuff mm-hmm. um, when he was on with Dawkins and Sam Harris and and mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Dennett, and I listen to those. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to. Chris, uh, Christopher Hitchens speak with Al Sharpton or or um, Salman Rushdie, like some great conversations of people who I agree with and don't agree with. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I listen to intellectual conversations. I'm not really that much fun, Robert. I don't know if you've gotten that vibe from me. Um, a lot of the times at the gym, I'm not even listening to music. I'm listening to like an old MLK speech. I'm pretty much a nerd always, uh, but... Um, as far as podcasts, that's that's where I go. More informative stuff, even like Rogan and those type of podcasts. I listen most when they have a guest on that's that I find interesting. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a guest on recently that was talking about the Marilyn, uh, not Marilyn uh, uh, Manson. What's uh, Charles Manson? Uh, Charles mm-hmm. Manson murders and and how uh, the CIA had uh, a psyops and and this kind of stuff. That stuff that I've been familiar with. So it was interesting to hear that. I'll listen to those kind of podcasts all day. I uh, love, I don't know why I'm on this latest UFO kick. <laughs> so I'll listen to some, uh, uh, I'll try to get it as real as possible, but just interviews with people and experiences and that kind of stuff. I know we're doing a UFO show, right? We're doing an alien show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, get some perspectives on that from some of our listeners and have fun with it. So I listen to that kind of stuff, Robert. Things that stimulate my brain, uh, either in an interesting, I'm going to learn something way or an interesting, I'm going to be entertained way. And it's usually some, again, like with aliens or God or anything like that, I'm not so interested in the story. I love the story, but for me, I'm more interested in hearing the person tell their experience. There's something I'm attracted to a person who tells their experience and like they mean it whether whether i think it's it's a bullshit experience or not if they think it's real there's something in me that's attracted to that mm-hmm. i'm i'm fascinated by people's experiences of life and if it's something interesting like a ufo or god or love or anything like that i have an incredible attraction to passionate stories passionate stories that whether i believe or not doesn't matter to me i love how you believe it and i love listening to you how it impacted you and the way that you emote it and that that kind of stuff for me is always passionate so i listen to stuff like that all right there you go robert there you go this was a good show i think we're leaning on like an hour Yeah, well, we're going to go into... This was good, so thanks for taking the time to do this. Mm -hmm. I know this was kind of last minute. I want to get one in again. Um, And maybe the next show, uh, you could put up a a social media thing about aliens so that we can find out what the people believe and uh, and have a show about aliens and talk about that stuff. It's so fun to be able to do a show in which I talk about, you know, the, the psychological condition in which we empathize with our abuser and at the mm-hmm. same time talk about aliens yeah this is my dream so thanks for for helping continuing to help mm-hmm. me keep this going you want to do yeah, a steve reads yeah let's do it what'd you send what do i got today okay i sent you a life well lived this is from the unapologetically you book is this the one that 
is this the one that years ago, this is the one that we did, like, I said it out of the thing, right? Like, and yeah, then we made a video a, out of uh-huh. it, and it got, like, yeah. a billion views, but they took it down <laughs> yeah. because of, of, like, whatever music. Is I this put that music one? On it. Yeah, it's this one, yeah. So, can I tell that story? Do you mind? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Real quick. So, I was at some sort of event, like one of these panels that they sit sit you on, and it's and it's, again, me being me. It's so funny how I either get invited back in a standing ovation or I get a standing ovation, but the event organizers like don't ever fucking talk to us again. So <laughs> it's so interesting because I'm always going to be me. And so on this you... ev- in this event, it was like, um, and it's so crazy because it's always the organizers. I've never not had a standing ovation. I've never not had people to this day, I'm sure you get messages like I was at his event six years ago. It was amazing. Like, yeah, we still get that. But event organizers, you know, the ones that they're like hoity toity. Sometimes I'm a little much. And so <laughs> so at this event, this was like a ec- educational like er, 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 and who's mm-hmm. who's who's the more of the academic and that kind of stuff. And then there's me. And somebody asked a question because they were doing the panel and they were doing the everyone else and everyone else gave their bullshit answer. And then they asked me the question and I said this, and you had cut up that audio and put it onto, I want to say like the, a video of like the stars and the planets, right? Mm-hmm. You did something like that. Yep. It was a beautiful yeah. video and it was great. And you added some music in the background and it was really well done. And it, went viral and it had millions millions of views and people were just in love with what i said mixed with the music mixed with the visual and then i remember how heartbroken you were when you were like dude they took down our video because like the the music you used and it was some like generic kind of music right it was like some generic music that you used um wasn't like licensed right or whatever it was Mm -hmm. for youtube at the time and they just took it down and we just got a a a influx of messages like no where'd it go where'd it go the the cool thing about that is is that it was taken down but people remade their own they wanted to see it up there so they actually were able to pull the audio or something before it was taken down and i i saw some on youtube of people that's so cool isn't it yeah, cool it was when really people cool. do like I've seen people wearing like Maraboli products and shirts mm-hmm. and stuff like that 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 we have nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> like I see people like I'll get messages and there'll be like somebody be like, Oh my god, I bought your framed artwork. This is the best. It's so beautiful. I got it as a gift. Thank you so much. And I and I'm like, oh, it looks amazing. Have a great day. What I don't say is that's not from us. <laughs> Some, no, we, someone no. made that. We don't do shit Someone's like that. Someone's property. So, yes, property someone made that. And and you know, there's there's a a mompreneur somewhere that thought of that, <laughs> made it, and sold it. And I hope she makes a billion dollars. Just put my name on it. But yeah. but uh, yeah, so it's pretty interesting how that works. And I know that drives all of you crazy because because yep. of licensing and that kind of stuff. Yep. But I'm not that guy. <laughs> But I'm 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 glad it, it makes me upset sometimes when they make something beautiful and they use our words and they say on the description that it's our words, but my name's not on the product. 
I don't love that yeah. because that's a little, come on. But especially but when, when we see it in like a store, we just happen to see remember, it like walking in the store. <laughs> you remember like I have, there's, there's a certain very, very, very popular store uh, yeah. that uses a lot of my shit. Yeah. And some of it, they put the name on it. And I give you credit mm -hmm. for what you put your name on. And I've said, hey, thank you, this this store. I'm mm -hmm. here. I see. It's so cool to see my stuff in your store. But I'm leaving out the three things I saw that are definitely mine that you don't put my name on or give me credit for. And you don't give me money yeah. for any of it. And I'm fine with that. And again, I know you guys go crazy with that, but I don't. I don't, I hope that, that people are successful uh, sharing empowering thoughts, but if it's an artist, you know, you put the artist's name on there, but this life well lived piece, which became that video, which you say is still available around. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And, and I love that people take the initiative to do it themselves. I'm going to read it cause we're an hour in and I like this show to be about an hour. So, okay. uh, I'm going to read it. It's from what book? Unapologetically you. Unapologetically you. Okay. It's a life well lived. Many people experience the travesty of regret in their end days. The realization that nothing held them back. That nothing was in their way. That there is no one to blame, only themselves. What are you waiting for? Don't just sit by waiting for life to happen. Make it happen. Don't just hope your dreams will come alive. You breathe life into them. Don't let your fear help you birth a well-nourished regret. Take action today. Be amongst the few who dare to follow their dreams. Cemeteries are full of unfulfilled dreams, countless echoes of could have and should have, countless books unwritten, countless songs unsung. Don't choose to walk the well-worn path to regret. Live your life in such a way that when your body is laid to rest, it will be a well-needed rest from a life well-lived, a song well-sung, a book well-written, opportunities well-explored, and a love well-expressed. There will always be fear. Do it anyway. Let your courage inspire the world around you. Nobody ever talks about the pyramids that weren't built. Nobody ever talks about the books that weren't written the songs that weren't sung. Stop letting your fear condemn you to mediocrity. Get out of your own way. Your dreams are a poetic reflection of your soul's wishes. Be courageous enough to follow them. There is no greater time than right now to experience the full power of your potential. Make this the day you take the first step in a beautiful journey of bringing your dreams to life. Today is a new day. This is your chance. This is your moment. Dare to exhaust yourself with all the opportunities this day offers along the path to your dreams. Live courageously bold. Live in such a manner that at the end of this day, at the end of this year, at the end of this precious life, you can hold your head up high, smile, and be proud of a life well 
lived. Boom. And there you I go. I like that one. <laughs> I could see why it would it would make for for a good uh, piece. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's been a little bit over an hour, Steph. It's time to carry on with the day. And uh, I I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I appreciate uh, uh, these shows. Thank you, folks. Uh, Make sure you check out. Steph, did you say we have sponsors for this? Am I the worst? I might be the worst. No, you're not the worst. (laughs) Because they, like, people want to sponsor this. I'm the worst to, like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just the I'm just bad at that part of it because it's I know that it's it's necessary and it's great but I'm just I'll I'll be better at plugging next time. I'm not okay, stopping we, the show for it for sure. I I so, put the links at the bottom all right, uh, that on works. the description and it's like, so people can who go are down they? And click because on they it. support the show and they believe in the mm-hmm. show and I appreciate that. Who it's like Audible, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Audible. Thank you Audible. They know our audience is is intelligent. And they know that our audience is likely just like podcasts. And I listen to books. They know our audience listens to books as well. And if you want to support our show and audible who supports our show, they can sign up. Is it, and you said the link is on the show. Is it like audible? What's the site? It's, it's audible trial.com slash Steve Maraboli. Audible trial.com slash Steve Maraboli. And they get like a, they get like a free book, right? Yeah, they get a free audiobook. If you sign up for the 30-day trial, you get a free audiobook to keep. Whether you stay on for longer than 38 days or not, that's your book to keep forever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so really So if they cool. sign up, they get a free book. And if they stay, they get an mm-hmm. awesome service. Yes. And they support the show. Yes. Audibletrial.com slash Steve Maraboli. Check it out. Steph will put the link on the bottom of the description. I also want to tell, tell you guys that, hey, t- tell people about what we're doing. If you like our social media pages, is if you like the work that, that uh, uh, Steph and her team are doing with, with the things I write, please share. If it inspires you, it empowers you. It'll inspire and empower somebody else. Just click share, send it to your friends, tag people, do whatever it is. That's how we grow. We're never going to spend a penny on growing it. We're not going to advertise. We're not going to do that kind of stuff. That's just not what social media is for me or for my organization so if you want it to grow and you want to help inspire and empower people please let them know uh, so that we can grow the the millions of people who have read it it's 100 percent because all of you have shared it and we share so many things that make us laughs and so many silly things that we can add some empowerment and inspiration to that as well so please share uh, and for any questions you have about me you can check out stevemariboli.net please listen to the show give us a five star rating and know that I am thinking of all of you sending endless love from New York and hopefully we'll get out there and wherever you are in the world you can bet your ass I'm coming to that direction we're going to sit on a park bench we're going to talk about life hopefully if we're allowed we'll have a little vino we'll do some laughs and this is what's up to Steph thank you so much again you're awesome thank you bye guys this has been the Steve Maraboli podcast whispers of genius echoes of madness we'll catch you next time